Are you ready? Yeah. Are you with it? Yeah. Okay, let's go. You know what to do. The whole world's watching and counting on you. And all you people listening out there, everybody, everywhere. Hang on, hang on, hang on! Welcome to Checkered Past, a loving postmodern examination of the Go-Go Check branded comic magazines published by DC Comics between February 1966 and August 1967. I'm Dr. Bob, and each week I'll be your guide on this trippy tour through 535 mid-century masterpieces of graphic noveldom. This week, Our Army at War number 174, cover date December 1966, cover price 12 cents, cover artist Joe Kubert, edited by Robert Kaniger, featuring One Kill Too Many, written by Robert Kaniger, art by Joe Kubert, and from Strange Adventures number 194, The Menace of the Super Gloves, Writer Unknown, art by Jack Sparling. Are you ready? Are you with it? Then away we go go. Sergeant Rock and Easy Company are assigned to hold a thin line against enemy attacks. During a patrol, Rock takes out a sniper and discovers that it was only a young boy. Racked with guilt, Rock gives up his command to become a medic. Also, meet the sensational character find of 1966, Super Glove. Confused? Don't worry, I'll be right back with Dr. Husband to explain everything. You know what I'm going to complain about. Continuing to be sick? No. What? The grocery store. Getting stuck behind the floor washer? No, that I didn't go to that grocery store today. Uh, once again, for the one billionth year in a row, mm-hmm. can't find a single tangerine in the grocery. Oh, and I know how much you My love tangerines. My favorite citrus. And no, don't write in, listener, clementines are not the same thing. It's true. They aren't. You know what I can find? What? Chicken thighs that come from Dinosaur Island. <laughs> What's happened to chicken thighs? What do you mean? They're like as big as my forearm. I don't understand. Are they really from chickens? That's what I'm saying. They're like, I don't know. What what are they feeding these chickens? I just wonder if the chickens that they come from are like supermodel chickens. They're like thin on the top and they're like really long, strutty legs. And they just walk around strutting their... Going, um, oops, 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 like it's not. Oops, oops. I could understand if it was like some fancy brand, like Purdue or something. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's just the grocery store brand chicken thighs, and they're 
like five pounds each <laughs> and you get a package of eight for seven dollars why i don't understand i don't either yeah. i mean i'm not complaining it's a great buy but i but wonder what am i gonna do with those giant chicken thighs i don't make chicken thigh sandwiches well, i suppose what... <laughs> who knows <laughs> i don't know you know you can jelly chicken thighs you can put them in a gelatinized salad oh we're not doing that we are not oh aren't that. we no yeah but also we're still sick Yes, we are. Not sick. I don't feel bad. I just have this congestion and won't just, go away. Yeah, it's the congestion and and actually just tired. Like no amount of, of sleep and napping and seems to quell my body's insatiable desire to get more sleep. <laughs> I wish I could blame that on COVID, but I've been that way for quite some time. So. No, I mean, come on. I mean, it's like I wake up after I woke, I got nine hours sleep between Lucky. Friday night and Saturday morning. And I woke up and I was like, yeah, I'm ready to go right back to bed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then not to mention the coughing. Oh, my God. I wake up in the morning and, of course, everything's draining from my nose and in, into my chest and just cough, 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 cough. And then I have to go and do the whole neti pot mm-hmm. thing. And that seems to stop it. That yeah. seems to, you know, get that out of there. So, so you know, it's it's just a minor inconvenience. Really, um, I'm glad that we're not as sick as we were. So, yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, I'm not going to suggest psychiatric help for you. Okay. But Sergeant Rock... Oh, is there no uh, way in the military? I know they're in the middle of wartime, and it's seventy-five years ago. But no, they did not. They didn't do this. It was called back then. It was, this would have been called shell shock. Okay, which we now refer to as PTSD. Uh huh. But they're just sending him right into the theater of war again. Well, you know his his uh, to speak to the writer. Yes, of this, uh, the right is part of the uh, of the allure and appeal of this story is Sergeant Rock's constant battle with his inner, uh, the inner war that he's fighting. Yes, as far as well as the outer war. Uh, so I see what you we see there. this, uh, you know, we see that this played out in this comic. I now suddenly recall that my father, having been drafted for Korea. Mm-hmm. Uh, tried to get out of it by pretending he was crazy. It didn't work. That he just had to go on kitchen duty. KP, they call it. Oh, he said peeled potatoes and whatnot. Oh, not potatoes, no. Pineapples. Oh. He was in Hawaii, and that's why we're not allowed to have pineapples in my home. Because no. he had so many pineapples he had to deal with. Did you know there's a way that, you know how the pineapples have a diamond shape on the outside? Mm-hmm, or almost diamonds. <laughs> Did you know? Know what? That, uh, well, you know how we normally would, would uh, take a pineapple and trim the skin off the outside mm-hmm. and then core it and then eat it like that. Did you know that there's a way to eat pineapples where you pull them apart from the outside so that you can eat, have an individual piece of pineapple to eat? I didn't know that because I buy my pineapple already cut up at the grocery, which is one thing I can find. <laughs> Our army at war, mm-hmm. number 174, featuring Sergeant Rock who we read on the cover is finally booby-trapped by one kill too many. I'll say. Quote, unquote. Yes. He's got, uh, he's mired down the muck, and a screaming monkey-faced Nazi is firing his gun right over the top of Sergeant Rock's head. I'd have PTSD too. You would have what? PTSD. What's it called? PTSD. That's what I said. I I have a cold. I can't pronounce my T's correctly. Okay. Okay. (laughs) 
Um, can we talk about the art? Yes. Joe Kubert's art? Yes. Mm-hmm. It seems particularly heavy-handed this time, the inking especially. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember Sergeant Rock being this uh, drawn, uh, the characters looking so long. It's like, and I don't remember um, the 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 colors looking so pale, and and the uh, characters looking so absolutely haggard. Huh, because uh, there's no difference in the art from last time to this time. It's all Joe Kubert. Really? I mean, I don't know. It doesn't, there's no colorist listed, but. Okay, well, maybe I'm just used to looking at the other, uh, the one that takes place in uh, in Vietnam. Oh, that's, uh, uh, Z- not Sergeant Rock. Lieutenant Hunter. Lieutenant Hunter, yeah. Um, and that's one we've, we've seen more recently. And yes. Yeah, yeah. And that's mm. also not Joe Kubert. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Joe Kubert, that's exactly why I like him, because everyone always looks dirty and sweaty all the time and tired. They do look tired. He does a really good job. Scratchy. Yeah. yeah. I guess it's just been a while since we've read one of these. It probably has. Now, we read on the splash page, the medic's just been killed by a sniper because Sergeant Rock froze at the trigger and couldn't fire. That is amazing. He's got his whole company bogged down here. Wild Man has his rifle stuck into the ground with an IV bag attached (laughs) Yeah, he's getting a blood transfusion. Yes. Yeah. I in the field, right there. Now, I'm not a military man. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have the injured soldiers at the front of the company. I would drag them behind the firing line before they got the IV inserted. Well, there's a reason for that explained in the story. It has to do with the position of their enemy and the fact that their enemies are so close. I see. Yeah, they're trying to keep their ranks pretty close. But you're, yeah, that's right. I, I would probably put the injured guy behind you, at least, and protect him. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Sergeant Rock of Easy Company never thought he'd be fighting two wars, one with his eyes wide open. And then we have him talking more. We don't know what the other one is yet. Right. Um, the Nazi infantry is bearing down upon Easy Company. They're surrounded with fog as thick as pea soup. Yes. And if we fire, we will give away our position. Mm-hmm. And then the tanks will come rolling in. So, so they need to beat them off. <laughs> <laughs> the enemy troops are probing their positions for a breakthrough. Yeah. But they are blinded by the fog and the woods. And they seem to be buried in sort of individual foxholes. Foxholes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, one Nazi comes upon. Sergeant Rock's foxhole. Mm-hmm. And Sergeant Rock just grabs him, pulls him down like he's dragging him to hell. Yeah. They start punching, of course. That's what Easy Company does best. Yes. Fisticuffs. Yes. And then once Rock's, Rock gets going, the whole company pops up. The combat happy Joes of Easy get into a king size <laughs> brawl in a great full page, full page spread. Yeah, and these Nazis look like they're nearly dead. Well, they're right. they're probably tired too. Yeah, just no as doubt. tired as the Yankee boys. They they say war is hell. We certainly can see it in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got uh, now. You're going to be so proud of me that I recognize individual characters. Yes, because that means I don't have to. We've got Ice Cream Soldier, uh-huh. uh, Bulldozer. Yeah, I think that's what the big one's name. 
Uh, little Johnny Sure Shot. That's the engine, right? Sergeant Rock, of course. I'm actually impressed that I remembered. Well, because we've got how many crews full of soldiers? Captain Storm's crew. Yeah. Well, there's those those challengers of the unknown or challengers. They're not soldiers. I can remember them. Oh. Blondie, brunette, redhead, Sandy Brown. Uh, haunted Tank has a whole crew of stretch <laughs> I and about the Lank and tank. Goofball and Dodo. Yeah, yeah. And then here's Rocky's got his whole regular company. Yeah. The enemy disappears back into the mist. And uh, Rock hopes that means that the enemy will not find out the truth that they are covering the thinnest section of the line. And that's what's going on. These guys are, are buried. They're in the thinnest section of the line. That's why he can't take off with the wounded. Yeah. They're trying to hold the line. Got to hold the line at all costs, or they will throw everything through us to outflank the companies on both sides of us till they roll back the whole line like a rug. Mm-hmm. They count heads and decide they cannot evacuate the wounded. So, sad Sam... Is wounded. Back in your foxhole. Poor sad Sam. He does look sad, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Sad Sam looks just like old-timey Bing Crosby. <laughs> he does. His eyes look all saggy. He's tired. He grips his rifle with his bloody bandaged hands. Bloody bandaged hands. Now, like Rock said, he's fighting two wars. One with his eyes wide open, the other with his eyes closed. Yeah. It's a war inside his brain. Yes, it's a war inside a war. Once is again, he dreaming? Is he dreaming? He, yes. Okay. Once again, he's dreaming that he's on patrol with Easy's oldest vet, Pop. Pop. And this is Pop's last, last, uh, last patrol. Patrol. That's not a good sign. Mm-mm. Pop uh, looks to be about eighty-seven years old and <laughs> skeletal. Yes. And he's clutching a photo of his wife and children, who appear to be the Adams family. Uh, the, I was going to see the Adams family. Yes, there's there's a Wednesday and Pugsley, yeah. Pugsley, yeah, cousin. Oh no, that was the Munsters with oh, the pretty cousin. Yeah, that's his wife is the pretty cousin, uh-huh. but then Pugsley and Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, now a shot rings through the air. Rock sees the bullet go through the, the snapshot and into his buddy Pop. Pop. Yeah. Rock runs forward like a crazy man, fires at the sniper in hidden in the tree. Sniper falls out of the tree, and then we see the source of his great frustration. It's a kid. A kid in a sniper's uniform. What they call a werewolf. One, one of Hitler's werewolves, they warned us about. So a sniper. A sniper, yeah, but it's a kid. Okay. Who's been taught to? I mean, yeah, I mean, I understand. Yes, it is a murderous Nazi. Sh- Nazi, yes. but it also is probably looks like a maybe 15, 16 year old kid. Sure, sure, yeah. sure. Which, which, I mean, even if you're in war, that's got to be horrible. War is hell, as yeah. we've established. Yeah. Uh, rock. Well, like, like, like when you read about people in Afghanistan, when you see that they would strap bomb to kids. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's just awful. You know. Well, that really brought the room down. Okay, well. Rock's killed a kid without yeah. knowing it. Okay, well, we can skirt the issue if you want. We can just go, <laughs> we can just go to the very last page. Skip, uh, skip to the end where it's a happy ending. Right, because we go forward to page seven, and we've got a page, an entire page full of nightmarish faces of the child. Yes. 
Well, Rock says he's going to be haunted by his face forever. It is he ever. Yes. Haunted by this teenage, sunken-eyed face. Yes. Who's frowning. 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 Well, he's been, he's been killed by Rock, hasn't he? Yes. Yeah. Um, I'd like to say that this was somehow copy-pasted, but I don't think so. It's just a very, very good artwork that he made every single face identical yeah. at different sizes and different locations across the page. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Rock is screaming out in agony. I didn't mean it. How was I to know you were just a kid in a sniper's uniform? I didn't even see you when I triggered that burst. And the floating ghost face of the Nazi is still just all around, like, like this, like, I don't know, this <laughs> fantastic thing. I wish it was a motion comic, because the kid would be shaking his head in disapproval. <laughs> you killed me. But he's I didn't know you were just a kid. I didn't. I didn't. Ah. Or I'd never have shot you. I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it. I didn't. So he wakes up screaming. Sergeant Rock should button his shirt. He's going to catch cold. Yes, he is. If my mother saw that, she'd warn him about it being pneumonia weather. What's wrong with this cat? What does he want? I don't know. The cat, listener, has taken to going outside all night. Except... He discovered he does not like the snow. No, so he's become an indoor cat again. Yes. I mean, he's an indoor-outdoor cat. He yes. sleeps with us. He stays here all day long. Mm-hmm. He only goes out at night. Mm-hmm. Um, but he has, since we got the snowstorm yesterday, Yes. boy, he does not want to leave. No. No. no me neither. <laughs> uh, now, Rock always comes out of the nightmare, drowning in sweat. Even more reason he should button his shirt. Oh, my goodness. get hypothermia. Yeah. Um... He does not like this fog. So he calls his troops. Ice cream soldier, bulldozer, little sure shot, wild man, Jackie. We'd better have a look at the woods ahead of us. And uh, one of the guys says, where are we with you, Sarge? Yeah, It's Pill Roller. Pill Roller. Pill Roller. That's his nickname for the medic, Pill yes. Roller. Uh, this is no place for a medic. I'm just going along for the walk, Sarge, in case any of you apples falls over a log and needs a Band-Aid or something. Yeah, he kind of looks like a West Virginian or a Kentuckian. He also looks yeah. like a teen age. Yeah, yeah, young, young. Uh, suddenly, lead scorched through the mist and snipers get Wildman. Wildman, who has a quite an impressive beard and mustache. Mm-hmm. That's why they call him Wildman, because he taken, looks wild. He's taken a shot and he's gone down. So... Uh, Rock orders everyone to hit the dirt. Pill Roller is not having it. He's races over to Wild Man. Uh, to give medical attention. To give medical aid, yes. And that's where he takes the rifle, shoves it into the ground, and hangs up the, uh, and does a real quick blood transfusion on, I guess, uh, Wild, we don't know this, we don't see it, but Wild Man must be losing a lot of blood. Yes. Uh, the mist lifts for just a moment, and Rock sees where the sniper is hiding. And he makes to fire at the tree, but then he remembers and sees the ghostly visage of the teenage <sighs> werewolf. That's so when it's a ghostly visage. I was going to say the phantomist the visage of the phantom of the blah, blah, blah. How can I fire? <laughs> How can I send another burst out? It would be murder. 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 So Rock freezes, and just then another shot rings out and hits Pill Roller. Sure does. Then Jackie, that's Jackie Johnson. He fires right over Rock's shoulder and hits the sniper in the tree. Yep. And uh, Rock, he says, what's wrong, Rock? I thought you had that sniper pegged. 
Rock, what do you mean, what's wrong? Rock is a shaking mess. Pill roller is dead because of me. I could have gotten that sniper, but I froze. Froze, froze! And he says, anything wrong? Yeah, I'm wrong. I'm through fighting, through, through. He's clearly having, um, you know, a, a stress uh, a stress event, if you will. Well, and he's also had a dialogue coach emphasize that when you repeat things three times at different emotion levels, it's much more effective than just saying it once. Probably had the same uh, dialogue coach that Betty Davis did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's these... Stripes that have been making me fight while well, I've been wearing them too long. He rips his sergeant stripes right off his uniform and gets Pill Roller's medic armband. And puts it on his arm. He's going to be a medic. Is yeah. he trained to be a medic? Is he like Lois Lane? No. Are you going to fight with Sergeant Rock? Uh, no, I'm not going to fight with Sergeant Rock, <laughs> yeah. but I'd just like to know his background and training. Nobody I'm, says a word on the way back because they carry back Wildman. And Sergeant Pill Rock Roller. is carrying... No, they got Wildman. Oh, Wildman, yes. You guys are on the left. That's Bulldozer. And, and Pill... Are you sure? I thought it was Wildman. Wildman's the injured that is oh, the yeah, bulldozer they're carrying. They're carrying, yeah, bulldozers carrying Wildman uh, with somebody else, and then Sergeant Rock's got Pillboy, Pill Roller uh-huh. in his in his arms. Poor guy. So Sergeant Rock takes Pill Roller's place with the wounded troops, mm-hmm. and now here comes the commanding officer. Now the CO looks like that guy who played Howard Hughes in um, the Aviator. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. No, Howard Hughes. Well, oh. he played Howard Hughes in Aviator. Oh, Are you thinking of Rocketeer? Rocketeer. Rocketeer. It's, it's exactly the same movie, honestly. Yes, but doesn't he look like the guy who played yes. Howard Hughes? Yes. I don't remember the actor's name. I don't either, but he, he was a char- kind of a character actor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, he's got a bronze star. That was quick battlefield service. A bronze star right there for yeah. Sergeant Rock. I yeah. figured I'd better get up here to give it to you before the next counterattack because there's no telling how long easy you'll have to hold this weak point. Honestly, it's like a circus in here today, isn't it? Look at, here comes the cat now. He's up on top of the table. Honestly, why can't you just build me a studio? Well, I didn't, <laughs> I almost said I didn't ask us to get a cat. You but I absolutely asked us to get a cat. Yeah. Right, didn't I? Yes, you did. I did, and this seemed like the only place where we could put a cat box that would be not in our living area all the time. Well, if you would just build a back room onto this house, and we could have it be the studio. Oh, and then we could fancy it up. We oh have, my God, wouldn't I love? Wouldn't you love to have an all glass wall or at least three glass walls? No, I'd like to have padded walls to absorb the sound. Okay, well, we have clearly we have different ideas of what a studio <laughs> should be. <laughs> Uh, but Cat just wants to be held. That's all. He just wants Does to be he? right now. God he's quiet him. now. He's in my arms. He's quiet. So uh, do they really... Someone's going to have to tell me because I don't have any idea, nor do you. Do they deliver medals up to the front lines or did they wait till you get back I always thought that the, that the medals were done as part of a ceremony, an official That's ceremony. Me, right. I didn't think they were done while they were in battle. Here you go, Rock. Here's your purple heart. See ya. Bye. <laughs> purple hearts are delivered posthumously for people. No, who, they aren't. It's just injury. I do know that much. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I, I thought know. Post, I thought purple hearts were for, were given. No, I thought they were given posthumously for people who died in battle. But uh, but you're saying no because there's people with three and four purple hearts, seven, eight. Okay, million. forgive me for those of you who actually know these things. Forgive me. I didn't mean to to. No, dishonor. I'm saying that very confidently. I honestly have no idea. Okay. But I'm pretty sure I know that there are people that with, with more than one. Sure, and I and and I'm in no means criticizing them. In, in no. no, 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 no. Um. So anyway, here comes your bronze star up to the front lines. Yeah, that seems Good weird. Luck, he just everybody. chucks it at him. He chucks it. Yeah, throws. Well, it. no, no, no. He doesn't. No. Um. 
uh, Sergeant Rock. Yeah, Sergeant Chuck Rock says, you got it wrong. I'm not a sergeant. I'm a pill roller. See, pill rollers don't fight, so that medal couldn't be for me. He says, uh, today I'm playing the role of pill roller. <laughs> Toss that medal into the air, and any place it'll land, it'll be in the lap of a combat happy Joe who's earned it. Ice cream soldier, bulldozer, Jackie, wild man, little sure shot. Any Joe deserves it. Any Joe will do. Do, 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 do. I tossed my star. I tossed my star onto the air. Ah, and on and it landed ah, on, on ice cream soldier. <laughs> Just then, advancing through the mist like hobnailed ghosts. Oh God, what hobnailed. Mean? Hobnailed. Uh, does that mean you put? Uh, Nails in the soles of your boots so that they so that you have traction, like screws or something. Oh, I don't know. I think that's what hobnailing is. I'm going to look it up in Wikipedia. Okay. In footwear, a hobnail is a short nail with a thick head used to increase the durability of boot soles or provide traction. Oh, look how I know that. On Wikipedia, it's one word, not hyphenated, as it is here in this. Okay. Well, that's okay. We can and trust Wikipedia. What's it have to do with ghosts? Because they look like nails on, on the horizon. They look like just the CDC. See how he's done it? Um, if you look at the bottom of a boot, when you put uh, hobnails in a boot, you put them in, in, in a row or you put them around the edge so that you increase your traction. That's how they look like on the horizon as he's drawn it. It's a pretty interesting reference. I urge you not to Google hobnailed ghosts. Okay. Because the first... Entry is a Reddit post uh -huh. that says, why dream nailing ghosts isn't a good thing. Oh, God. <laughs> <sighs> uh, well, here come the Nazis, like hobnailed ghosts. Let's go to the fiery conclusion of One Kill Too Many featuring Easy Company Sergeant Rock. Oh, my gosh. The enemy troops must have had a hunch that the thin red line held by Easy was a door to a breakthrough. Because the CO is ordering the men. I do like the art on this page. The oh. different perspectives. Mm -hmm. The first one on the left is, uh, you know, Easy Company and the great distance between them and the uh, the Nazis on the horizon. And then the next one we come in and we're into the scene. And the third one is Sergeant Rock's face. Okay, man. This is the CO. Mm -hmm. Here they come to kick open the door. I don't have to give you the score. If we don't hold, they'll pour through and slaughter the companies on both our flanks. Sergeant... Easy, it's you. you. Sorry, sir. I'm through fighting and killing, sir. You can stand me up, sir, against the wall, sir. <laughs> God, wow, okay. You can stand me up against the wall, sir. But all I want to do is take care of the wounded, sir. That way, it won't seem like Pilbaroller got killed because I froze at the trigger, sir. I guess that's supposed to indicate that he's just saying this dispassionately. Uh, he's That's the effect I get. I mean, he's clearly dealing with combat and mm -hmm. stress and guilt and the fact that he's th focusing on the, the the kid nazi that he killed and then he didn't take action he's just this guy needs some time off right yeah so he turns back again to tend to the wounded and what do you think it's like a hollywood script yeah the wounded men are all getting up to launch themselves back into action right sarge you've had more than your share of fighting let us try to catch up to you 
Oh my god. Oh, more names. I don't even know these. Little Harry, Jockey, Man, Man Mountain, Rubber Legs. <laughs> what are you Spaghetti doing? Spaghetti hair. You guys, have you flipped? You're wounded. Lay down. Let me take care of you. Is it, is it, and the guy who's got his arm in a sling says, yeah. the wounded can always fight, Sarge. Have a seat. We'll prove it to you. Oh, my God. This is just heartbreaking, isn't it? Yes. The wounded launched themselves into battle. Look at that kid with the cast on his arm just banging on someone's head. Thud, See, thud, thud. Sergeant Rock says, what I saw hurt worse than any shrapnel tearing into your heart. He is your dad's voice, right? Yes. Okay. The wounded are fighting. Even if it takes a couple of them to make one whole soldier, they're still swinging. I saw ice cream soldier, bulldozer, Jackie, little sure shot, even wild men standing back to back, surrounded by the gray green waves of the enemy as the mist swirled around them. They're making a last stand. I've got to help them. But shutting out all sight and sound of the fight was accusing eyes of that teenage werewolf. The, the phantom of the teenage werewolf is taking over the entire panel. Mm-hmm. And, and it says, no, no, I'm through fighting. How do I know I won't kill another kid in a man's uniform again? What's that movie? Willow, when the fairy queen, all of a sudden, her giant head takes over the entire yes, the whole screen. screen. Yes. Willow. Willow off good. Why, Willow? Instead of a dog lord, you would have a queen. Oh, that's a different movie. Yes, yes. So suddenly, we've beaten them off again. But I got a feeling they'll make one last try. Back to your foxholes again, everyone. And grab some rest. 50% alert. One guard on, one off. What are you? A sergeant or a medic? If you're a sergeant, ramrod your men. Oh, dear. If you're a medic, take care of the wounded. Take your pick. He says, I, I'm a medic, sir. I'll take care of the oh, wounded, rock. sir. Get back and down. No, he's taking care of his men. Every new face among the wounded tore deeper into me than the bayonet. You crazy Joes, get yourself mauled like this, but don't worry. I'll see that you get carried back of the lines if I have to carry you there myself. Wild man, look at you. You're a mess. Little sure shot. You look like Custer Road all over you. Oh, too soon, Rock. Little yeah. sure shot's an Indian. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, ice cream soldier, you look like you melted all over the sidewalk. He says, uh, Bulldozer, <laughs> you look like you... Oh, I'm making that up Yeah, okay. he goes, will you stop worrying about us, Sarge? We can't carry everyone's load. We'll make it out. Suddenly, here come the Nazis. It's their last try. Mm. Easy has got to throw them back because if they don't, none of them will be around to know it. Mm. The CO whispers to Rock so no one else could hear. This is Easy's last stand. There's no need for you to be chewed up too, medic. This is an infantry job. Beat it. Save yourself. Then these wounded fellows once more crawl out of their foxholes like the army of the dead. Oh my god, it tore at his heart again. As the enemy came near enough for hand-to-hand fighting, I felt as if I was exploding into fiery shrapnel. He says, I can't let the wounded fight for me. Stand back, you wounded. You've done your job. And he turns into a giant killing It's a berserker rage, like Wolverine. Wolverine. Mm -hmm. Come on, easy. And he only knew it was all over when the enemy disappeared. They disappeared. They found easy too tough to swallow. That's right. As for you, Rock, take the medal. Whether you're a medic or a sergeant, I don't know, but you've earned it. It's as if you don't mind, sir. I'll take it on behalf of all the fighting men of easy, living or dead. I'll take it as their sergeant, sir. Okay, you combat happy Joes. If you haven't had a belly full of fighting yet, the enemy is always willing to oblige. 
So take care of the wounded and keep on your toes in case they attack again. And remember, nothing is easy, easy and easy. easy. That's, <laughs> that's the end of the story. Well done. That is the end. Yeah. But hey, stay tuned for the next blistering combat tale featuring Easy Company Sergeant Rock and the latest issue <laughs> of our Army at War. Excellent. I know you think that's the end, but not it's not. Today. Not because today. Because we're going to go turn to an issue of Strange Adventures that I missed. Yeah, in okay. My, uh, chronological retelling. Oh, you did? Is that, why we, is that why we went to this one? Yes. I, oh. I wasn't keeping very careful records over the past year and a half, apparently. Are you, you weren't? I know. I've got a spreadsheet and everything. Listen, Your record-keeping so skills have let you down. We'll be right back after these messages. You are about to see the first public exhibition of an entirely new form of entertainment. You are about to see. You are about to see. Because you demanded it. It's Treasury Cast, a podcast devoted to the greatest comics format of all time, the Treasury Edition. DC, Marvel, Archie, IDW, and more, bigger than life. It's the Treasury Cast, part of the Fire and Water Podcast Network. Available on iTunes, Stitcher, and on fireandwaterpodcast.com. Strange Adventures, number 194. They were his weapons, his means of transport, and above all, his fantastic tools to commit seemingly impossible thefts. And once jewel thief Dapper Dan Darrow donned them, it appeared no power on earth could stop the, the menace, menace of the, the Super Gloves. Strange Adventures is a curiosity of a title at this time because sometimes we have regularly recurring characters such as Animal Man and the Enchantress. Right. And sometimes we have uh, these one-off characters that certainly could be recurring characters like Gorilla Witch. And, I love uh, Gorilla Witch. I love Gorilla Witch. Super Glove. I don't like, I don't love Super Glove at all. You don't? This is this character right now? Yeah. This is Dapper so, Dandero. so, no, I'm going to reserve my, my judgment until the very end, but <laughs> no, I already said it, didn't I? This is the queerest uh, story I've read in a long time. This is not great. Um, I love the artwork by Jack Sparling. Yes, the artwork is good. Yes, I'll give it that. Um, yeah, Super Glove, this would be a great villain for 1950s Green Arrow, mm-hmm. who had villains such as Clock King and the Red Dart, who <laughs> threw darts. Yeah. Uh, so, Dapper Dan Darrow mm-hmm. is walking down the street with a jaunty air. He's Natalie dressed, and he's walking down the street in Mid-City. That is hyphenated. Mid-City. mid Mid-City. Mid-City. He is an unfamiliar figure to most people, but to the underworld, it's Dapper Dan, all right? He's the greatest jewel heister alive. You mean was, but since he was sprung from the stir last month, he hasn't pulled anything. All the jewelry outfits have been on alert since he's hot. Word has it that Dapper Dan's gone chicken. And then he says to himself, Dapper Dan Oh, he can hear them. Yeah, he can hear them talking to each other, and he says, yeah... The nerves aren't what they used to be. Lost all my confidence, too. Confidence. <laughs> Wonder if old Alfie knew what he was talking about in the clink. See, Dapper Dan Darrow makes his way to the abandoned theater, breaks into uh, this abandoned theater, and enters a musty dressing room where, he says, 
Before he pulled time, old Alfie worked for a magician who played here. He said he hid a rare collection of gloves beneath the flooring of this dressing room. Real weird gloves. They're supposed to be. There it is. A glove chest. A glove chest. A gloves chest. A glove chest. This is something that people used to have back in the 60s. A glove chest. I don't know, but I know one thing they didn't have. What? People going around playing three-a-day vaudeville, taking their magic trinkets and burying them in one single theater (laughs) and then going off on the Orpheum circuit. They don't know the circumstances around us. So the ex-jewel thief's fingers itch with eagerness as he flips open the lid and... Alfie wasn't just rattling his teeth. These gloves are really way out. So Dapper Dan hasn't been in the clink so long that he hasn't learned any modern jive language. How can a guy walk the streets wearing these puffy things? Well, I'd look like a clown with them on. Or maybe I should take up fighting and become a boxer. They look like some sort of boxing gloves. (laughs) Ha ha, maybe I should be a boxer punch. Well, gulp. I busted the heating pipe with this crazy glove on. It gave me super strength. Maybe there is something to these zany mittens. Well, here's another pair of gloves with wing-like edges. I think I'll give them a whirl and see what happens. Whoa, 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 whoa! Yipes, I've taken off flying! This is crazy, crazy! And all I had to do was concentrate and think of where I wanted to land, and it happened. Zowie, I'm in business! (laughs) (laughs) So these are are sentient gloves? These are gloves that read your mind? Yes. Okay. With this cache of gimmick gloves, no one, nothing could stop me from pulling jobs. But I can't risk being recognized. I know what I'll do. I'll rob the costume department of this local theater. You could easily take this story at this point and substitute it for a contemporary drag queen, and the story would be just the same. Uh, better. Girl, I, I, found <laughs> I found a box full of gloves. Hey, look girl. This. Look at this. This one's got wings on it. Woo, look at me, girl. I'm flying. <laughs> You mock. Yes. If there was a drag queen superhero in the 1940s, Madame Fatal. Oh, no. Was a man, and he dressed up like an old woman, walked the streets with a cane, and fought crime. Oh, fought his, crime or picked pockets? Was the fought crime. No, oh. superhero. Oh, my Madame God. Madame Fatal. Madame Fatal. Yeah. Top of the charts, too. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Policeman. Just tell him down at the, the station that Madame Fatal took him out. Uh, yes, ma'am. <laughs> Next day, a special train departs mid-city. As it gathers speed on the outskirts, a fantastic figure appears in the sky. Ha There's my target. And no one's going to recognize Dapper in this get-up I found lying around in the theater wardrobe room. Mm-hmm. Then, after the disguised jewel thief touches down... Smart of me to test out these gimmick gloves before going into action. Now I know just what my powers are and how to put them into work. First, I will burn my way into the car with these fiery sun gloves. Now, hold on. Yes. He's congratulating himself... For testing the gloves instead of just picking up the whole glove chest, he's got, he's got a out. satchel on his on his on his side. He's I know. Carrying. I'm saying he's just gonna. Is there any reality where someone would just take these magic gloves and just go, walk out the door, not knowing what any of them do, and go decide to pull a robbery? Well, he's got he's he has tested them. That's what I'm saying. To he's, tell us the reader that he's tested them. Well, obviously he's tested them. Like. An eight-year-old would understand that he tested oh, them. Oh, don't you start with me on how oh, to explain what these artists put in these stories. Of, uh, to, you know, sometimes they just suppose that you know things, and sometimes they spell it out like you're an absolute drooling, dribbling idiot. And that's what the author, the author has done here. The writer has said, okay, obviously the reader's not going to know these tested them out in advance, so I'm going to write it into the narrative. 
So yes, the fiery sun gloves <laughs> do burn a hole in the top of the train. And as he jumps into action, he makes a fast switch to this pair of arrow gloves, arrow which gloves. do look like a drag. It looks like Lee press on nails. Yeah. We're going to shoot off the ends of these gloves. And now I'm going to pin the guard's ears back. There are uniformed police officers here in this train, so there must be something valuable there. Mm-hmm. A wave of arrows pins them to the wall. And just call me Robin Hood, boys. I rob from the rich to give to the poor. Me. Then the costume jewels. <gasps> I just was slept. listening to a podcast. Okay. Well, in the original, original, original Robin Hood stories. Yes. He didn't give to the poor. He just robbed and kept it for himself. Okay. Then <laughs> the costume jewel thief turns his attention elsewhere and it seems to be the crown jewels of England. Or something. Now, I don't know why he uses his magnetic gloves to put them, to make them, uh, Go through the air because he could have used his regular old hands. Right, but then he wouldn't make use of his terrific gloves. This is like, remember our friend in college who was Miss Florida? Yes. And she would carry her crown around in a little glass case. Not all case. the time, only when she had breast junkets. Well, in my memory, is all the time. No. In case there was an emergency that no, Miss Florida had to open a supermarket quick with no notice. I, th- that's true. We did. You did kind of tease her about that. It's like, what are you going to have? It's like an imaginary, you know, or, or an emergency drugstore opening that you have yes. to go to. But actually, ring, it was ring, quite ring. Like that. Give yes. me Miss Florida stat. Yes. But what about her? That's what this panel reminds me of. That he's. <clears throat> this crown is in a glass case. She let me hold it one time. It was very heavy. The case or the crown? The crown. Did you wear it? No, I, I, no. She would never <sighs> wouldn't let me put it on, but but she did let me hold it. Yeah. We were in uh, class together that summer. We were, I was taking, um, in order for me to graduate on time, uh-huh. I had to take some sort of like ear training class or something like that. Because, like, you know, you had had a very, very Elocution lessons. You had had many, many years of, of music lessons before you came to college, mm-hmm. unlike me. So I, I was behind you in the, in the yes. oral skills sequence. So anyway, I had to take one summer, and I took with her. Yeah. Terrific. Did you learn how to walk a runway? or? Oh, which she was... I answer mean, questions? She was delightful. She got to tell me all the inside things about what it was like being Miss Florida. Lucky. Yes. It wasn't very... It, I mean, it was interesting, especially when you're young, you know, just to hear about all the things that you would do. And um, it, was, it was kind of interesting. Yeah. Do you remember when she went, she was Miss America? Well, she, she would compete for Miss America. Competed Miss America, yes. yes. Yeah, and we had that party and we all chose our states. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I had a student who was Miss Ohio. She was delightful. Was she? Yes. So let's hear it for all the beauty queens. Mm. Hurrah! Hurrah! Now, Dapper Dan flies out the top of this train with his wing gloves. And the hapless detectives arrive on the scene. Lieutenant Brian and a police team. Brian! Well, Lieutenant, Dapper's only been out a month, and we've got a big, our first big jewel job in years. And uh, let's just presume that Lieutenant Brian is uh, probably Irish. Okay. It would be like Dapper to take a crack at the royal crown right up in the alley, huh? But this job doesn't have his finesse. It was too crude, bold. No, Dapper didn't pull his... (laughs) Dapper didn't pull this one. And besides, this thief had fantastic superpowers of some kind. I guess you're right. Well, no clues. No clues except there's a hole burned in the roof of the train and a box ripped off the wall. Yeah, well, there were superpowers used because the train was actually moving when he came through the top. Yes, and also two witnesses who saw the arrow gloves. Yes, again... uh, is that very night, the glow of a brilliant flame stabs oh, the darkness. because we missed that dialogue. We have to wait until the costume super thief strikes again. 
again is that very night. Yes. That's it. The glow of a brilliant flame stabs the darkness as the rear at, um, in the rear of a swank Margan Jewels. Margan? M-A-R-G-O-N. M-A-R-G-O-N. That's it. Margan Jewels. So he's saying to himself, These sunglubs don't even make a whisper sound, searing right through the bars. I'll be at those valuable baubles in no time. Right. Once inside, the fast glove, uh, a fast glove change, then... The blade of these sword gloves is razor sharp, like slicing through butter. What a way to steal a living. Ha ha ha! Then, as the jewel thief's glove hands dip into the casement... <gasps> hey! You there! Get up your hands and freeze! Fast as a whippet, Dapper makes a, shift, uh, a swift glove change and... Hope this boomerang glove's on target. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. So what, he puts a glove and he goes, huh. He puts on a glove and then flings it off okay. to hit the cop of the side of the head. Which and does. does. Yeah, conk. <laughs> yeah. So um, upon recovering, the guard reports the incredible theft, and the police are on the scene in lightning fast time. He goes, our super thief again, and not a lead to his identity. And, he, <gasps> and Brian says, wrong, Michal. He left his calling card. There's only one jewel thief I know who has a habit of cutting glass in exactly the pattern Dapper Dan Darrow. He's cut the glass in an oval shape, mm. and he's the only one in the whole, whole world, apparently. Mm. <coughs> You're right. I'll put out a bullet and vorm at once, Lieutenant. It's worth a shot, but it may take weeks to pull, on, uh, to pull him in. Hmm. At each robbery locale, he donned bizarre gloves. They must be the source of his superpowers. I think you've hit it. But why didn't Dapper use the gloves before we sent him to jail? Unless... Exactly, McCall. Uh, so that's, I'm not sorry. Exactly, McCall. Because those incredible gloves weren't in his possession then. That means he learned about them in prison. I'm going there on the double. Several days later, the jewel thief dons his masquerade for another theft when... Reach Dapper Dan and turn around slowly. That's one voice I'll never forget. How's the cops and robbers game, Lieutenant Brian? Cut the cracks. I'm not going to ask you again, pal. Reach. Anything you say. His hands gloved now. Dapper Dan raises his arms and then... You're not putting me on ice this time. I'm putting you on the rocks with my icicle gloves. <laughs> the floor, it's a sheet of ice. I can't get my balance. The skidding detective lurches helplessly across the room. Wow, do you look stupid. Think I'll watch the comedy for a while before I make a human ice cube out of you. Ha ha ha. He slides over to the glove box and uh, grabs out the wing gloves and says, if they work for you, it ought to work for me. And yipes. Yipes. I'm flying. I'm flying. <laughs> I'm flying. Wearing gloves on my hand, you can see every land I'm flying. Nice improv there. Thank so, you. So Don't Dapper. worry, Lieutenant. I'll bring you down with my arrow gloves. I'm going to shoot the wings off <laughs> your glove wing gloves. <laughs> the flying detective swoops wildly through the theater, then soars into the musty wardrobe room. And that's where he tries to shoot him down. And he does indeed get a Lieutenant Brian. Yeah. Uh, he shoots his gloves. But then, upon hitting the floor, Brian leaps to the armored suit, and he thinks to himself, it's got to work. It's me only chance. What kind of theater is this that they just keep our suits of armor standing around? And it's a musty boxes. old theater. Obviously, it hasn't been cared for. This has got to work. It's my only chance. He positions himself behind the suit of armor. Yes. Dapper Dan has got gimmick gloves that can ruin that tin. Man. But then the unexpected catches the confident jewel thief smack on the jaw. You're the glove nut dapper. It's ironic that a, that a mailed glove should bring about your downfall. Yes, he maneuvers the suit of armor to punch Dapper Dan in the face. And after the police cars arrive, Dapper Dan says, 
So that's how you ran me down. Went up to the prison and looked up old Alfie's record. Yes, it revealed that Alfie had worked for this magician at this theater. McCall, take this glove chest to the city dump and see that it's destroyed. Dapper won't be using any gloves where he's going. The end. I think Gimmick Glove can join my team of superheroes I'm creating. These must be really, really weird superheroes. Well, there's Gorilla Witch, B-Boy. Oh, B- I love B-Boy. Manfish. <laughs> Gimmick Glove. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll find a couple others. You've got to have seven to make a proper superhero team. What does B-Boy do? He makes honey. <laughs> Remember, B-Boy was left in the African jungles, and Superboy is going to find a cure for him, go back and cure him, but he never went back. He never went He's back. He's still there. B-Boy's yeah. still there. <laughs> Well, oh. that wraps things up very nicely well, this folks, week. Well, folks, I hope that you enjoyed this. We really did try. We're folk. both feeling a little, a little under the weather yet, but we really folk. did try. It. Singular. Oh, folk. folk. Oh, that's right. Listener. I'm sorry. Listener, my our steady, steady one listener that we have. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for being such a stalwart, constant companion to us. You can find us on social media, listener, at GoGoCheckPod. You can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get podcasts from. And you can find us right back here next week, unless we get sicker and die. Or find a creative (laughs) magic gloves or something. Yeah. And uh, you can join us in our regular (gasps) sign-off. Bye!